0: Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. I want to talk today, and I'm going to teach it, and I want to talk about the kingdom. Can you say the kingdom? So, what's happening in the world today is that things are being shaken. Israel's been shaken. Yeah of course it is, and uh, it's going to be shaken. The Messiah is going to come back to the Mount of Olives, we understand that, but he's going to come back and all of Israel, Romans 11, will see that he's the uh, Messiah and they will mourn for him, okay? But what he is is this, he's shaking foundations, beliefs, securities worldwide. You would have to say that if you lived in uh, Kiev or a Ukraine or somewhere like that, you would think that you're well when you can't work and you've lost your job, there's actually no job because your building's gone, uh, and there's no employment for you, and you're having to trust to get food from relatives. Your world at that point would have got shaken. Uh, when the individual I was talking about before, it was diagnosed he had cancer, that is when your world gets shaken, your belief system gets shaken. When your wife says to you, I don't love you anymore, and there's nothing in this relationship, that's what or hopefully your world got shaken, and that's when your world got shaken. When one of your kids comes home bullied and beaten up and, and terrible things that are going, and you, you begin to hear shocking news of what's happening with one of your teenagers, that can rock your world. Okay, so what I want to say is this respectfully, the world is going to be shaken, folks. We've got to get used to that because Hosea, preaches it there and it prophesies it, and also it's in the book of um, Hebrews, things are gonna get shaken, our securities. So if our security is in education, I, I tell you this as a born again Christian, I tell you this for you, it's going to get shaken because God does not want you to put your security in your job. Seriously, no. He doesn't want you to put your security in your career or your future or put your security in how strong and muscly you are. He doesn't want you to put your security in the fact that your parents have a stack of wealth inheritance-wise for you. So when the economy goes flip-flop, you're able to stand. That could get shaken just like that. Now, as Christians, when we begin to put our security in things, I'm telling you, please, I present to you, it's going to get shaken. It's part of your discipleship. God doesn't want idols. In fact, God, when you see how God hated idolatry in the Old Testament, what, do you think he's changed his, his flow in the new? No, we're in a dispensation of grace, and we grieve him, and we quench him. But I'm telling you, the Bible says God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. For a man that sows unto the flesh is going to reap corruption. But a man that sows under the Spirit is going to reap life eternal, okay, or life in peace. So we reap what we sow, and what we sow determines where we go. It determines our outcomes. And I'm going to throw this out this morning. Some of us today need to be making good decisions. Good decisions create great outcomes. Seriously, you need the wisdom of God in the decision factory or the decision decision area making good decisions because a good decision see we're not motivated by money we're not motivated by money a lot of christians and it'd be shame to admit that but a lot of christians are motivated by career and money they will go from one country to another country to get more money they'll go from one state to another state because they're earning more yet did the spirit of the lord tell you to do that You've now taken your family out of the hub of spirituality and breakthrough. You're taking your children out of one school that they were going okay and they're a vibrant youth group, and you begin to take them into an area that's perhaps not even got a youth group, but the fruit of it speaks. And so we're not motivated by money. Money is subject to the inspiration of the Word of God and the revelation that comes through His voice. You, You see what I'm saying? No, you don't. Thank you, Dion, I know you do. He's the only body that does it. The Bible says this, let me t- speak about this. It says this, it talks about finances and it talks about no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one or love the other or hold to the one or despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Money should be under our feet. It shouldn't be up here. God knows how to provide miracles. Now we're in Pakistan and I'll show you this. I said to the thing, one of the things is this, is that we need to understand is the revelation of the authority that we have as a believer. I believe God is going to unpack that as an end-time revelation. The authority that we have, the authority that you have as an unbeliever. So I said, so I'm praying for people. We're praying for the sick and miracles and and so forth and praying for people. Then somebody comes up and they says, please, would you pray for my education? Or please, would you pray for my studying? I think to myself, what is wrong with you? Can't you pray for your own studying? Is God not big enough for you? It, uh, are we the guys that come in, the miracle workers with the magic wands over your destiny, over your calling? And it's just like, no, you can pray for your business. You can pray for your own healing. You guess, it's not that there's people that don't have miracles and work in miracles and healings and that. We recognize that in the Corinthians. But I'm saying essentially, it's not about what other people can pray for you always. You have authority. You have authority over your teenagers. You could say, Jonathan, please, could you pray over my family? I think, man... Father, Dad, you've been given more authority than the pastor has over your children. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. Stop looking to the professional clergy and come forth and be the man of God. You say, "Well, there's no man of God in my family. It's just me with my daughters and my..." That's okay. God has graced you to be the person in the realm of the spirit to take authority over all opposition against your kids. I'm not saying we shouldn't support one another, but I'm telling you, there's a sneak. Uh, sorry, there's a, uh, a, a secret. Revelation in there that the body of Christ doing the work of the ministry. Do you understand that? It's so much as, and we respect the ministry, we we honor the ministry, but I'm telling you there's an authority that comes around your life that you have to implement and you have to exercise. Now, I'm saying this in a group of pastors and it's through interpretation, reasonably good interpreter, straight after the ministry. So I'm telling them, I said, you should pray for your business. Please don't come up to me and ask me to pray a blessing on your business. I'm not even your pastor, anyway. Why would you do that? And I'm expecting the guy to interpret that graciously. After the meeting, the first person that comes up to me, Pastor, he's a pastor, and he says, Please, would you pray for my business? I thought, Mate, what have I been just saying the last 35 minutes? Was it our bid? Was it in the is the if we lost it in the translation? There's somebody else comes. Please, would you pray for my studying? And I think, translator, what's going down? But it's like, no, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. I've talked to them. I said, Don't you look to the Western world, please? Don't look to the Western world. The miracle is in the land. Seriously. Some of us, we look, we think, well, there's going to be great opportunities. No, opportunities, let me tell you this, opportunities surround destiny. Opportunities sit around the call of God. People say, I need to be in the United States of America to get that bigger. No, 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 no. You be where God places you to be. The opportunity will follow you. Signs and wonders follow those who believe. Amen? So we've got to get our faith level higher. We've got to come up on the things of the Spirit and have an expectation that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. that which we ask or imagine according to the power and potential that's inside us. You know what I'm saying? And so that's all good news. So we're in this kingdom. So Bobby was saying this. He said that, you know, that we're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of it. So if we're not of the world, we don't share the spirit of this world, what are we of? He's asking me, but he's telling me, you know what I mean? Because he's got this out of the word of God. He says, we're of the kingdom. And I said, amen. I said, that's what we are. So, So my ministry is not Israel. My ministry is not Pakistan. My ministry seriously is not Rarotonga or the Cook Islands. My ministry is Christ and him crucified, please. And my ministry is the kingdom of God. Now, it may be expressed in terms of praying for Israel. That's a mandate for every church, by the way. But, and it may be expressed for the fact that we have missions in Pakistan. But Pakistan does not overshadow the kingdom. Very important that we're Christ-hearted first. We're Jesus-centered, Jesus-centralized. And then the mission comes, or the multiple missions come from that. But what happens is sometimes we can idolize a mission or idolize a place or a location or idolize the ministry that I've got and that sort of stuff. No, that's that's not right. It's not my ministry. It's his ministry. He can come and go with it. But It's Jesus placing things into our heart, yes. But what the ministry, prime ministry you have, you ready for this, is the kingdom of God. That's what your ministry is, bringing the kingdom of God to whatever expression. So whether that's Israel, whether that's Bangladesh, whether that's Pakistan or the Africas or America or the Cook Islands, every single person here, if you live here, you have a mandate for the Cook Islands. Otherwise, God will have you in America or or where else. But you might have a mandate and and something elsewhere and you share that like we do. That's good. But don't forget here as well. Very important for us because that's you we've got to be faithful in the small. So it encourage us. We need to be reaching out to our neighbors in the Cook Islands. We've got to be praying for our nation. We must be praying for our, the wisdom of God coming in and through our government. We should be praying for the unification of churches around the word of God, not around... Flows and thoughts or, or just for the sake of you know, getting together, that's not even of the Spirit of God. No, it's around Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. And so we must pick up the mandate for our nation. We must. Some of us, we need to be, you've got these evangelists that are sitting right here today, but you're dormant. You're not even telling anybody about Jesus. You're not sharing your testimony about Jesus. I pray the Spirit of God comes upon you and awakens you right up and begins to fire your heart right up. Even if you're a Filipino coming uh, here, God bless you. You can pray for your people back here. But why, Why we've been able to be happy that you're here with us as family members, you got to reach the Filipinos here, and the Fijians, and the Cook Islanders. And it's my thing to reach the Fijians, the South Africans, the Cook Islanders, the Indonesians, and who else we've got living here? Anybody else? You see what I'm saying? So we've got to begin to pick up the mantle of why Jesus has us here. You, why you're here, we need to actually begin to pick up that mantle, revive our nation, revive our country, plus we do other things plus we're Israel, plus we're Pakistan, plus we're other countries to be, Malaysia and the States and so forth. And, but you know what I'm saying? So we've got to pick up that mantle. I just want to speak that out to a couple of people over there uh, today. It's very, very important. But we're in this kingdom. 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 King's domain. You got born again. You got born again into a kingdom. You say, oh, I just got born again into a relationship. No, you got born into a relationship that relationship is uh, shared with a king. You're no longer a subject. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High, and you are part of the kingdom of God. Now, the best way to me to say this is maybe we uh, join a rugby club or a soccer club if it fits you better, or even Craig will go away to a cricket club. And you're part of this. And then you're sitting there. You think, well, welcome to the welcome to the rugby club. You think, well, that's great, but you know nothing about the rugby club. You don't know about its policies, you don't even know anything about its history, you don't even know anything about its members, you don't know your entitlements, but you're part of the club and you've been there for three weeks now, someone taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, do you know that you've got entitlements to go to the gym? Yeah, 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 you're part of the club, you can be part of the gym, free admission to the gym, I didn't know that, hey, that's awesome, great, well, off you go, you can do that anytime, you're like, wow, but when you joined it, you didn't know. And uh, somebody else says to you, hey, do you realize that, um, that uh, once a year you get free clothing? Uh, yeah, you get club clothing. And uh, I didn't know I had that. Do I have to pay anything? No, no, you don't have to pay a deposit. No, you know, that's just part of what you do. And about July, it'll come your way. Wow, that's amazing. I get free clothing, free club clothing, so I can look like everybody else now. Do not have to pay for it? Awesome. Do you realize you have entitlements? go upstairs and you can be part of not the bar but you can be part of the food and the smorgasbord that's put on you as a member no i didn't realize that i saw all these people walking around and i was having my own sandwiches that my wife packed for me but you're telling me we can go upstairs now, and she'd be part of this yes absolutely wow that's good it's exactly the same as what happens when we got born again most of us do not understand what we have inherited the kingdom of god jesus said it is inheritance for you. Can you say inheritance? Come and partake of the inheritance that was created for you before the foundations of this world. Now, the exciting thing about Israel, our brothers and sisters over there, one of these days when that nation comes to be born again, they will be partakers in the glory of Christ. The two shall become one. There's a teaching in that which we'll talk about at some stage. But everybody, you come into the kingdom, and then there are entitlements. There are things, there are activities, there are things that you could do. Uh, There are resources that you can have that are all part of it. So you become in the kingdom. Now let's talk about how imperative is the kingdom because we think, well, there are pastors and ministries and evangelists around the world that are preaching the gospel, the gospel of the good news, which means the good news, the gospel. Good news or the good news, actually. Because the gospel means good news. So if people say the gospel of the good news, it's just saying like the good news of the good news. It's just, quite, okay. But that's how people advertise it. The gospel of the good news, what's well, like saying the the of the the. Or, <laughs> it's true. No, but let me tell you this. It's the gospel of the kingdom. John came preaching and teaching the kingdom. His first public words were repent for the kingdom of God has come amongst you. Jesus, interesting enough, the Messiah himself, the son of God, the the person that we're besotted with, our lover, our Lord, our savior. His first public words in Matthew are repent for the kingdom of God has come. He mirrored exactly the same words that John the Baptist said. How about this? Let's begin to look at this and go through it real quick. And what are these guys saying here? Okay. Repent for the kingdom of God has come. I must preach, Jesus said, the kingdom of God to other cities. For this purpose I have been sent. He has sent me to preach the kingdom of God. He taught things pertaining to the kingdom. The kingdom of God, unless you're born again, you will not Enter into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is amongst you. He proclaimed the kingdom of God. Now we're talking about disciples. They spoke boldly, persuading them about the kingdom of God. They went amongst the people preaching the kingdom of God. Philip the evangelist, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, right through you see the kingdom of God. There is no good news, folks, without the kingdom. There isn't. You can't separate them. You are saved into a relationship. You are saved into a kingdom. The Bible says now you are a citizen from above. Got that? There are three kingdoms. You say uh, there's only two. Well, there's three. First thing is, is the earthly kingdoms. Number one, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord, earthly kingdoms. Satan said to Jesus, I will give you all of these kingdoms and their glory. The Bible refers to the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of this earth. So there's natural kingdoms, okay? But there's two spiritual kingdoms. God's kingdom, everlasting kingdom. The Bible says it's unshakable and it endures forever. It's everlasting. It's perpetual. It's going to be here. Regardless of what happens, but Satan's kingdom is run by a rogue, highly, highly organized, highly organized uh, spiritual beings, fallen angels, demonic spirits, and that's part of satanic enterprise, Satan's kingdom. Now, the Bible says that Satan himself is the ruler, he's the prince, and he's the god of this age. There are three important words. He's the ruler of this world. Now, the word weld, the ruler of this world, he's not talking about the ruling of the matter, of the material sea, and the hills and the mountains. I'm the ruler of the mountains. I'm the ruler of the sea. No, it's not talking about that. The word weld there is a different word than the, for God so loved the, or the material world, okay? Have you traveled the world? Yes, I've been to, say, Egypt. What did it look like? Well, it was amazing, we saw Beautiful landscapes and so forth, and hills and mountains. That is talking about the physical material world. When it says Satan is the God of this world, he's the ruler of this world, and he's the prince of this world, and he's a prince of the power of the air, he's talking about a different word called world. The word world is arranged, is talking about a set, organized arrangement. So Satan has an enterprise, a set, organized arrangement that sits over the natural world the prince of the power of the air and that is full of ideology that is full of philosophy that is for for example where do you think anti-semitism comes from anti-semitism comes from the heart of man but it is propagated by the prince of darkness anti-jew anti-christ spirits they come through education Human philosophies, the Bible says, Paul talks extensively, of uses the word the world, it talks about human philosophy. There are human philosophies that are coming through our educational uh, system that are anti-Christ by nature. Of course, the whole area of authority, the whole area of sexuality, the whole area of person's identity. All these things you see, if they're not subject to the Spirit of God, if they're not in keeping, you will find, watch it, it's actually coming through. Amen? Now, what happens is this every single person you got, you 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 arrived in the kingdom of darkness. Now I'll get technical on this because this is the teaching aspect. Is this your children were saved because they are under your covering like armory. Okay, I'll use armory as an example. He is saved by virtue of dad and mum being born again. We understand that. When he comes to an age where he understands the difference between right and wrong, the age of maturity, it's at that point he's going to have to give his own life over to Jesus Christ, do you understand that? So Ariella, who's like nine months or so, or eight months or so, basically they call it the age of innocence. They don't understand these things, but as they get older, they come to a place that they can understand that there's the existence of God, the existence of right and wrong. As they get older, and it's older, Uh, then they can begin, they have to make that choice themselves, okay? So what happens is, generally speaking, we're all in the kingdom of darkness. It sits over our world. You and I have to renounce all allegiance to it. So when the Bible says you've got to be born of water, it's talking about water baptism and born of the Spirit. Unless you're born of water, baptism, and born of the Spirit, you can no wise enter into the kingdom of God. What it is saying is this, is you need to give your heart to Jesus Christ, the water baptism is a public demonstration statement that you're renouncing the kingdom of darkness and renouncing your old life. You're going into the water like Jesus, crucified, resurrected, and then coming up a new person. That's what that means. In the Hindu religion, you can give your heart a little bit to Jesus Christ, but as soon as you get water baptized, it's like, man, you are basically saying you're renouncing who we are because the culture... And, and everything else is all shoved in together there with idolatry. We understand that. Uh, do we? Okay. I don't want to lose you in this. Okay, so you've got to be born of the Spirit. So what you do then is you came into the kingdom of God. Now, go back to the rugby club. It's a little bit. You're sitting there, but you're seeing others are prospering. Other people are prospering. I'll use this illustration. In the church, people are prospering. People are breaking through in all sorts. My question to you, does God love them more? Does he? I mean, do you actually think he might love them more? Do you think he might have a little quiet love for them? He just thinks they actually look a little bit better. They walk. They look. They, I just like the way they walk on this earth. They're cool. So I love them a little bit more. Do you think that God's like that? He's not. The Bible says he's not a respecter of persons. So it doesn't matter uh, where, what, what cultural group we come from. God is not a respecter of people. He highly esteems all of humanity young and old, the baby in the womb, the lady that's about to pass away, highly esteems him. Life is very important for Jesus. He's the author of it. So when you're in this flow, what, what it is is this, is that you are basically saying, um, you, you're coming to a place where you're actually turning your back against the philosophies of this world. Now you're in the world like Daniel was. Remember Daniel served? Daniel served Darius, Nebuchadnezzar, served them in the world, but he was not of it. So the world didn't have his heart, but he was able to serve in there. A lot of Christians think, oh, man, i will become a Christian now. I need to no longer work for government, or I need to no longer work for the sports club. If the sports club is causing you to sin and it's too much for you, maybe you need to get out. But if it's not, you could be the right person in there as an agent, an agent of change. So that's why we don't go despising uh, uh, employments. No, you could be in there having an influence on the boss. Or you could be working for the council and being a real influence there. Uh, obviously, if, you, if the career itself is has, uh, has, has shady, then you get out of it. You know what I mean? So if you, do we understand that? If the, if the, if the thing is a, a suspect and it's not biblical, you've got to say, just get out of that. You don't sort of, oh, we'll all change everybody in here. I was a stripper, and I'm not a stripper now, but I'm still serving as a receptionist, taking the money, and that's No, 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 you get out of there, okay? Abstain from all appearance of uncleanness. Yeah. But this is important. What you need to do is you need to renounce. But this is what I see. Many Christians still have philosophy, ideologies, priorities that are part of the kingdom of darkness. They are not part of the kingdom of God. And so this is what, why do you think God is refining us? There's going to be a monetary system at some point that's going to come through this world and it's going to demand that everybody takes of that. The Bible has a very clear order of things around that. But basically we're selling our lives. We can't sell our life. We can't sell our life to, to education or sell our life. Education's important. I'm not knocking on education. Education is really important. But I'm saying we can't sell our life to these things. We can't sell our life to our to our ability to be great at sport. We sell our life, and it's all about sport and my ego. And what. It, no, you've sold your life. You've sold your life into humanism, into secularism. That's part of the ideology of the world. But, it, but it's not of the Spirit of God. It's about what I can do and who I am. That's of the flesh, and that will end in death always because the Bible talks about it. Clearly, but if the Spirit of God has got you going these places and got you doing these things, then that's a little bit different. So you need to actually work out, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I placed in the right area? Seek the Lord, and he begins to give you wisdom, and he will empower you in what he calls you to do. Okay, let's give the Lord a hand. I have seen people backslide completely because they gave their hearts to Jesus but they never understood the principles of the kingdom of God and they're not in the church where they're supposed to be anymore. It's because of these reasons. Okay. Now the kingdom of God is not physical. It's not like I could say, hey guys, this afternoon let's get in the bus or let's get in the car, let's drive over to the kingdom of God. It'd be awesome. It's not like the kingdom of Tonga or Royal Brunei, or the saudis It's not like that. It's not a geographical place. You ready for this? The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are different. We'll close shortly. The kingdom of heaven is a geographical place. It's in the heavenlies, the third heaven. That's where God's foundation is. What do you know about his foundation? The Bible says God's foundation has substance to it. It's made of two things. Number one, it's made of justice, and it's made of righteousness. See, every decision that you see that I will make that's not made around justice or righteousness is not actually from the throne of God. Every decision that you make, every decision our government make, every decision that whoever makes is not established around righteousness and justice is not actually operating in the kingdom. Very important. But that's how God is, is, is uh, fair, just. Okay, so then we go, that's, that's the kingdom of God, that's where he resides, the presence of God fills the atmosphere, and when we're praying prayers like this, that we should pray in Luke eleven that your your will will come on earth as it is heaven, we are praying for the substance of heaven to come to earth. So, so the earth, so heaven's full of what? It's full of wisdom. It's full of graciousness. It's full of kindness. It's full of justness. Who's in the kingdom? God's in the kingdom. He sits on a throne that works with justice and righteousness. They are the scepter of his kingdom. The government of his kingdom is called the kingdom of God. It's different. The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom in the heavenly places. This is where God the Father is. This is where John was caught up. This is where Daniel saw into it. Paul was caught up into it. That actually, that place exists in the heavenlies, geographical, invisible, but it's going to come to earth, the Bible says. Wow. Okay, but the kingdom of God, then what is that? When we pray, oh, the kingdom of God, let the kingdom of God come. We're talking about, you ready, God's governing rule. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's his rule. It's his reign. So we could be praying, Father, let your kingdom come to Rarotonga, what are we actually praying? We're praying, God, let your rule, let your reign come. So that would mean, Lord, we're breaking as we're asking for God's rule and his reign to come. The manifestation and the outworking of that immediately breaks poverty. It breaks injustice. It breaks crime. It breaks unrighteousness. It shackles divorce. It breaks pornography and sex trafficking and all this sort of stuff that goes on today. It breaks that because you're now seeing justice come. You're now seeing righteousness come. Who does it flow through? Is the kingdom of God the church? No, Jesus died for the church. He's building the church, but the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, his reign and his rule flows through the church. So when people say, I don't need to go to church, they are silly people talking like that, have no understanding of the word of God, have very little understanding about the kingdom of God. In fact, let me tell you, people that are saying they're born again, not part of the church, I put the big question mark over them because the Bible says when you have fellowship one with another, the Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sins as you're walking in the light like that. Fellowship tells us something. I know plenty of people on the island that aren't connected and planted into church. They're religious and as it ever comes, they'll talk to you about God. There's no resource power. There's no anointing upon their life because they're disconnected because they got an attitude towards some pastor or some people or they couldn't find their ministry in the church. They didn't accept me and... It's because you didn't have the criteria they didn't accept me and didn't accept me and they're, they, they're estranged from the church so they become what the bible talks as an independent person the bible it refers actually like a vagabond and there's no fruit the rebellious dwell in a dry land so you can talk about god all you like but i want to see tenderness i want to see the kindness i want to see the righteousness I want to see the power of Jesus Christ. And that is subject because as you submit to God, you are a resource from heaven. So the church is not the kingdom of God. You and I, we're not the kingdom of God. Some people teach, we're the kingdom of God. No, 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 you're not the kingdom of God. Please. You're just the recipient. You're a, a son of the kingdom. You're part of the code. You're part of the, the brotherhood. No, you're part of the, uh, you're part of a player in the kingdom of God. And as individuals, we're part of the local house of God. Look, if you want to see what the enemy's interested in doing, look what he's breaking up. Look what he's attacking. I'll tell you what he's attacking. Families, men, husbands, wives, suppression on women. Churches, pastors, pastors, children. They are absolute high-end targets. Pastors, children, and grandchildren are incredible targets. That's why you and I have been called to pray for pastors. Pray for those in authority. It's not just the government you pray for. I've sown that seed, pray for government, pray for government, pray for government. You need to be praying for ministries. You need to be praying for people who are serving in the house of the Lord because they are the ones, in fact, let me show you something a little bit different now. Who has the authority in the realm of the spirit? Not the government. The government does not have authority in the realms of the spirit. They have natural government that we abide to and submit to for the glory of Jesus Christ. Who has spiritual reigns against the demonic spirits? Not our prime minister, folks. No, 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 no. It's the church. You read the book of Ephesians. Do a study work on the, and the, the pattern, the framework around that. The church has been given authority authority over the dominion of darkness god is displaying the bible says before the foundations of the world he's displaying his glory and power through his church huh that's why you love the church don't speak against the church ah the churches no oh you this (laughs) love the church guess what we are the church it's like me having a big old moan at home. I I'm the pastor, right? Oh, the church, Lord, they're not doing this and then. It's like having a battle internally. It's like me saying, oh, Jonathan, you're not this, and Jonathan, you're not that, and Jonathan, you're not this. No, no, because I am part of the church. You can't separate me because I'm born of the Spirit of God. I get born again and I'm placed into a fellowship that's part of my family. That family dies for me. That family prays for me. And guess what? I do the same for them. And it's called the Bride, it's called us. Now we look different, different nationalities, but that makes us colorful. Different hairstyles. I'm looking at your hairstyle over there, Marnie. Looking pretty flash over there. But it's different from James's hair with his gel. And nah. It's all different. Different clothing, different styles, different walks, different personalities. Different experiences, but made all of our experiences packed in together. Have we not got a great story? The church, I love the church because it's what he's building. The gates of hell. That's the devil's headquarters, the gates of hell. His defensive area will not prevail against and advance against the church. So the kingdom of God is important. You're part of a kingdom. We're gonna be talking about that and actually going a little bit nitty-gritty. And I'm gonna actually explain how I believe anyway the kingdom of darkness operates and how it doesn't, and how the kingdom of God operates. Very informative material. You've got to know what you belong to. You're part of the kingdom. Now, when you're part of the kingdom, it means this: you are resourced from high. Now, let me explain this to you. you I'll drop this one on us here this morning. That means that you are now subject as a son and a daughter to the heavens' resources. Please, the miracle is in the land. God resources you, man. It's hard to get it past some of my uh, missionary brothers and my people, uh, our people over there, that because they, they look to us a lot. I said that is just a non-kingdom concept. Do not look to us, please. Do not look to us. We're not the Western hope coming in. I'm here to equip you to get hold of God in your land. What, has God got all the reserved, all the miracles in one gold pot in America? Is that how it works? No, no, no. China doesn't think so. No, no, it's in here. We are resourced. Miracles, signs and wonders. Uh, The Bible says it's in the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. The apostles, the prophets, the teachers, miracles are in the church. What do miracles do? Miracles tap. They tap. They tap, they tap the unexplainable, the unimaginable. It's in the church. The resources are in here. The power of God is inside here. The anointing of God is inside here. The business opportunities, the brainstorming, the uncanny ideas, the opportunities that are inside here. You say, I don't see any opportunities. Then open your eyes. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and drop the KFC plan into your life that's how he got it colonel Sanders, born again christian if you you hear a story you should google search it's amazing the secret recipe could be divine that's why i asked i asked pacific islanders particularly i said what do you like best So, K. if you had a choice of kfc and pizzas and all sorts of takeaways and um uh the mcdonald's and its rival company Burger King, thank you. Uh, what would you choose? Do you know KFC always trumps? Amazing, eh? The secret recipe. So, so for you, you could be sitting and thinking this, and this is what this is part of your ideology of the world. Is that you can't break through. You're a victimhood. You're a victim. Your parents didn't make breakthrough. I can't get land. I can't do this. This is not happening for you, and it drives your thinking down into discouragement and unbelief. Now, people, please i leave this with you. No, no, that's not who we are. Remember, we're part of the kingdom. We're not just dropped on this earth to struggle, to get by, just like, oh, Jesus, come. You know, Israel's been bombarded. Maybe we're next, and help us, and the terrorists, Hamas is coming, and the Islamic brotherhood and all. And it's just like, no, 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 no. You remain as a king's kid. I like what Corder and Nancy said. And if it wasn't for the team, they'd be still in there. I would have. I thought of flying over there. And I'm not. We're not worried about bombs for us. God knows how. You think? Oh, mate, he's getting out there. No, you read Psalms 91. You read Luke 11. How God knows how to protect His people as we trust Him. Kingdom of God, trust, faith. As we hook into Him, God knows how to back you financially. You might be going through a state right now. What an opportunity for a miracle. What an opportunity for a breakthrough. God can create a job in this nation for you that nobody could create. The Bible says in Revelation, he can open up a door that no man can open. He can close a door that no man can close. God bless you this morning. Let's have the musicians come. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website, celebrationraratonga.com. Until next time.